What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus, and I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited to be here today uh, with Cassie Joy, and we're going to hang out and talk and talk about some music, talk about her and, and her musical journey, and and um, just kind of talk about whatever. So, Cassie, thank you for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't we just start off with, with um, you know, a little bit about you. Just kind of, kind of your quick, you know, backstory, kind of, kind of why you are where you are today, and and then we'll dive into some music because I, I know your stories. You know, you've been you've been kind of performing for a pretty long time, so uh, I'm kind of interested to hear how that kind of all started and and you know why you continue to love to do it. Yeah, um, I started singing when I was five. Um, I don't really come from a musical family, so this was all kind of a random uh, scenario that happened. But I found this um, karaoke cassette tape. Now I'm aging myself of Alabama's Angels Among Us, and I asked my parents, like, "Can I do this talent show in town?" I found this karaoke CD or CD tape, and they're like that's really weird because you don't sing and you know I would put on these shows for them and it was really not that great but I just fell in love with the stage and the production and performance aspect of it and the lights and you know like the attention I would get from it as a little girl and um, my mom started being my momager and she would get me booked all around the Midwest to these like classic country Opry style shows Um, so I was singing you know Nancy Sinatra, Patsy Cline, Brenda Lee, Tanya Tucker, the the classics. Um, and then I did a mall talent show when I was 13. Um, a mall talent show. I just think love that's it. so funny every time I say that. I love um, it. The mall is torn down now. It's so sad. Metro North, RIP. Um, but I, I won this karaoke competition and the, the head of this contest was the head of Radio Disney in Kansas City. And he was starting this girl pop group. And I was like, a headset and choreography, count me in. <laughs> and <laughs> Yes. So I was singing pop music for a few years and then moved to rock music and did a rock band for a while. Um, and then in 2012, I went back to country music and um, moved to Nashville in 2015. And then um, the voice stuff happened after that so it's crazy because something that just stuck out to me that 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 was just like pretty notable is that you were like you handed your parents this cassette tape right and you said hey can i perform in a talent show how old were you five five right five years old one i don't know if if especially not coming from like maybe especially not like seeing like maybe your parents sing or, or perform or anything like that i don't know if i would ever I, I could barely get up on my school town show when I was like 13 with like all my friends, like doing a skit, let alone get up there and sing and like want to get up there and sing at five in front of a yeah. bunch of random people. I don't know if I could do that. How, how, like you must have really loved just just the the, you know, being in the spotlight and, and, and singing and sharing your talent. But I don't know yeah. for me, that's mind blowing. I don't it wasn't sharing. T- there wasn't a lot of talent to be. Had. I, I disagree. But um, I've been thinking about this a lot um, of, you know, I was always a really shy kid, too. And I feel like I'm still I'm kind of a shy person. I'm kind of introverted when I'm out in public unless it's there's a stage involved or I'm in the Cassie Joy like character almost. And that's kind of one of the only times I do feel like the most myself and the most confident. And I don't feel like that shy little quiet girl that's awkward. And, you know, I've kind of made my awkward and weirdness part of 
my like my stage whole get up of you know yeah. if I trip on stage we're gonna talk about it you know yeah. we're gonna laugh yeah. about it together and you know because it I feel like it's an opportunity to give everybody else permission to just be your weird like crazy self absolutely. and so, yeah absolutely I think that's great because I feel like you know I, I'm a I, I would like to say that 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 I like to try and adapt to a lot of situations but I literally just had this conversation like two or three days ago it's like it's like you know, I feel like there's a lot of like awkwardness in people and anxieties within people, whether they seem really comfortable, it's probably still there. Um, they're just kind of faking it till you make it, if you know what I'm saying. But yeah. um, I, I, I'm always like thinking just like I love to just make fun of the things that that make me different or, or, or a little quirky. You know, I feel like that's the best way to kind of get yourself out of your shell. Right. Yeah, I'm very much. um I was telling someone this the other day that I feel like <laughs> it's sad, but like self-deprecation is my <laughs> brand. Like that's, that's where I get my humor from. Like I want to beat people to the punch. If you're going to make fun of me for something like I already said it, you can't make fun of me. I'm aware how weird I am and that my hair is frizzy. Like I'll announce it on stage, <laughs> you know, I or my it. eyelashes are falling off of my face right now on stage. We're going to talk about it so that you can't talk about it behind my back. <laughs> That's right. You just got to make it known before anyone else thinks it. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're five steps ahead of them, they'll never, they'll never bat an eye. Cause it's like, Oh, Sherry knows. Cool. I'm not going to say anything about it. That's right. great. I love that. I think that's <laughs> phenomenal. I think that honestly, like, like, uh, you know, sidetracking a little bit, like life's a little bit too short to not do that. Like why, 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 you know, uh, dwell on something that, that you're worried about someone saying something or thinking something or, or, you know, thinking whatever, when you're just like, all right, well, listen, maybe, maybe I'm having a bad hair day today, or maybe I'm just, maybe I'm up there and I'm just sweating profusely. I'm going to say something about it. You know what I mean? Cause like, who cares? Like, who, right. Like, and, you know I mean? and I think like announcing it to the world or making fun of it, like kind of, um, breaks down that wall of like everybody else being so self-conscious. It's like, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm sweating too. <laughs> you yeah. <know? laughs> yeah. And you think that helps your performance, uh, you know, just as, as a performer yourself, just, just getting up there and just being like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see what happens. Like, do you feel, do you feel like having that mindset just, uh, before you even step on stage or, or wherever you might be going? Um, did you feel like that helps you a lot? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a fly by the seat of my pants, winging it. Me too. Take it till you make it kind of a person. And like my my drummer always says, um, before we get on stage, he says, well, see you at the end. And because <laughs> we never know what's going to happen. Like sometimes I make half of a set list and I'm like, you guys know we're not going to play like any of these songs, right? Like someone will be in the crowd and I'm like, oh, it's a kid. We have to play Baby Shark real quick. And it's always just, you know, I like to just go with the flow and... I don't even remember what your question was and why I went on that little rant, but it doesn't even matter. It's the best part. It's just, I, I think that's great. It's just, it's just, you, you know, you love what you do. And I think that probably, you know, is, is easily shown um, if you're up there having a good time, because that's, that's why you perform, right? That's why you play music originally when you were five years old. The reason why you wanted to do that was because it was fun. There, yeah. there was no other reason. It was just fun. And you enjoyed it. So um, I love that that's translated over, um, you know, in, into what you're doing today. And I think that, that, uh, you know, sometimes people need to look at it more that way and less like, okay, uh, who am I going to impress today more? Let's go have some fun. And, and yeah. it will go a long way with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Um, You'll never take the first step if you're freaking out about making it perfect. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you'll never know what you got to change unless you maybe make a mistake too. That's mm -hmm. the other thing. So, yep. Mistakes um, are the best. <laughs> that's right. They're learning experiences. That's the way I see it. Um, so, so you are, uh, you know, you do this whole radio Disney thing, right. And, and, and then you move to Nashville, uh, and then, you know, like you said, the voice happens, right? So, so you move to Nashville and what is that, what is, and what is that jump like for you? Because I always ask you all this, cause some people have been like, that have said like, Hey, I'm super excited to go. And like, it was, it was just, you know, I was just so eager to get there and, and you know, surround myself with, um, with like-minded individuals and, and things like that. But then I've had other people that said, you know, it was terrifying. And honestly, I'm a huge homebody. And, you know, one day when it becomes possible, um, I'm probably going to move home and still do music from where I live and things like that. So I've had uh, both sides of the spectrum and it's always really interesting to see um, how people, you know, take that experience and how they decide, Hey, I want to go do this. Yeah. Both of those of what you said were my experience. Um, I'm a huge homebody. I love my family so much. We're so close. Um, and I get super big FOMO about like missing birthdays and weddings and all yeah, that. So it, uh, <laughs> It took me a long time to get the courage to move out to Nashville. Um, but when I did get there, that was the first time because Kansas City's not a huge music um, place. It is with kind of surprising. It's blues and jazz more, but like the country scene isn't as prominent. So there's not a ton of like minded people. Mm -hmm. um, there was in rock when I was in rock music here. But um, <clears throat> when I went to Nashville, that was the first time where it was like everybody is jamming. Yeah. and everybody was better than me and you know i i always try i i think like tony robbins said it or something but one of those gurus but you know you never want to be the best in a room yeah. and you never yeah. want to be the richest in the room you want to surround yourself with people that are always above yeah. you yeah. um and so i feel like that really like helped me step up my game and i started playing down on broadway and seeing all these other musicians that could hear half a song in the bathroom and then go play it on stage and i was like well pfft. I couldn't do that. And so then that was when I started like really grinding on guitar and yeah. knowing every song on the, in the universe so that I could make that 20 bucks. And, um, I mean, I feel like I got the true Nashville experience when I yeah. moved to town. Yeah. I, uh, I think that's awesome. I think that I always think about it and like, you know, I, I've, I've been to Nashville and, and, um, I'll probably go back here soon, but, um, you know, when you, when you're sitting there, just like watching these, these, musicians play it wherever somewhere down we'll use somewhere downtown as an example um if you're just sitting there just like watching them and, and you realize that the person you're watching one is just loving this dream and just you know as cliche as it sounds chasing that neon rainbow right um yeah. uh but but you're just watching this person and i wish like when when i went for the first time i realized this because I, I i didn't know this when i sat there the first time but you, you're looking at this guy right and like this person might be one of the more talented musicians you've ever seen and you're going to find 10 more like that person you know at these other bars because the the talent in the town is just unbelievable and, and like you said you, you said you know like everyone's better than you whether that's true or not like the caliber of town is so high that it's definitely a little bit intimidating like maybe in Kansas city you're you're you know, there's no one that touches you. You're untouchable, right? But then you go to Nashville and you got yeah. all these people from all across. The, <laughs> you got all these people from all across the, the, you know, the country and even like Canada and places like that, 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 that come and they're just so talented. And like, 
you know, you got guys in bands and even the guitar players are like probably some of, you know, the most talented individuals you meet as artists themselves. So it's just like a melting pot is basically the way I'm trying to put it of just talent. And I would understand why you would, you know, say like, Hey, you know, at first it's a little bit intimidating, but back to your point, um, to be able to put yourself in a situation where you know that there are people that are better so that you can grow and learn is doing yourself a massive service. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember when I, I'd been going to Nashville, my parents took me um, a bunch of times when I was younger and I would go and record or I would go and um, sing out there. And I remember when we would go downtown to Broadway, like those people didn't even seem real to me. Like they were like just these like robots that were or like aliens that were just the best of the best. And and now it's like crazy that like I know some of those people now and I work with them and it's just crazy because I remember specifically being like, wow, they just play the fiddle on on the bar and on the tables. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's so crazy out there. And there's so much talent that, you know, deserves to be seen. But it's such a huge pond. Yeah. You know what I find nuts? And, and I'm sure you, you probably had this realization at some point or another, but have probably squashed it, is that I think, and like, this is a, something that pops in my head pretty frequently. And I and I always preface this by saying, like, I, I don't play music. I, I like, I, I don't know. I can't hold a tune. I, I don't know how to play guitar. I like nothing. So, <laughs> um, but I find it crazy that someone can get up there and play two, four hours, two hours, four hours, like, you know, a set and just play and just know, like, they just know. And someone can come up and request something and they'll just, not always, but they'll just know it. And I'm just like, wow. And I mean, I guess maybe less of it is like being able to 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 play the guitar or or whatever they may be playing, because, like, you know, you can obviously if you use the same for like you can kind of figure it out, like freestyle, it, I guess, is maybe the wrong word. But um, but the fact that everyone can remember all those lyrics is just absolutely nuts. <laughs> yeah, I tell people that, like. I know so many lyrics, but it's because I think that's all that's really up here. There's not a lot <laughs> for other things. Like I can't tell time very fast. I don't time my shoes. Like I get Velcro shoes and I wear Crocs because I don't have there time. You go. <laughs> but my head's just full of lyrics. That's it. <laughs> hey, I mean, listen, my head's not full of much besides air. So I guess lyrics is a little bit better, right? So, <laughs> so I mean, you're one step ahead of me there. But I, I always thought that was crazy, honestly. And I, I was always just like absolutely mind blown about how people can just remember all these lyrics. And I, I, lo- I sing all the time, right? Like I'm in the car and I'm singing. I'm in the shower and I'm singing. I'm sitting by myself. I, I hum. I'm not saying it sounds good, but like I can remember songs. But then I always feel like, and, and tell me if you're like this too, do you ever like sing a line to a song and, and you sing it wrong because you think it sounds one way, but it's not. And then you just consistently sing it that way. And then one day you find out that you were totally wrong, but you've heard it. And now it's really hard to, to kind of. Oh yeah. Tons of songs. Um, I have a funny story. My dad and I went to um, the Foo Fighters years cool. ago and um, we love the song, my hero and they're playing the song in the big stadium and it's there goes my hero and they stopped and let the crowd yell he's so denary and i hear my dad next to me and he screams sergeant mary (laughs) 
So now that's the only way we'll sing the song anymore is Sergeant wow. Mary. <laughs> that's incredible. I love that song. Sergeant so Mary. But, but, but think about it. Like to his credit, like if, if you're singing it fast, like like that part is not very enunciated. So unless you're yeah. looking at the at the lyrics, like Sergeant Mary kind of makes sense. <laughs> yep. Yep. And back then we didn't have Shazam or Google. We had that's Ask right. Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I mean, I, I uh, hey, you never know. Maybe maybe it was Sergeant Mary and everyone else in the, in the crowd was wrong, but your right. dad was right. It's, yeah, I'm going to oh, tell him. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Why not? Um, so so let's circle in and I want to I want to talk about the voice a little bit because, um, you know, I, 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 I always love when when people go on these shows and, and we get to talk about it because I I love the the personal insight that someone can give. Um, I, I think it's a great experience for a lot of people it can jumpstart a lot of careers and and, and it helps a lot of people kind of, I mean, get out of their show shell for some people. I mean, obviously, I've seen your performance, you're, you're seasoned, you know, you knew exactly what you're doing. You're, you're great. But there are, I, you look at some people and, the, and that's not always the case that uh, sometimes it's the first time they ever stepping on stage, which is just absolutely crazy. But um, let's talk about that experience. You went really far and uh, you're phenomenal. So um, I would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, first off, like I'm so grateful that I was pretty seasoned on a stage because um, you talk about some of those kids that had never been on a stage ever. They like just found out from their pastor or something like girl you can hold a tune go on the voice like i can't imagine the nerves that they had to have felt like i at least had been on so many stages like you know was already in nashville and everything and i was still like that was one of the most nervous times i've ever been was that blind audition round and and being you know competition style is also like there's just an added amount of pressure like you know you're doing the battle rounds and you know i was with my um i got paired with my friend ashley on the show and we're both from nashville country singers and you know we love each other and then we have to battle each other and it's like there's such a weird like you know good job girl that's a really good run is it like you know like, <laughs> yeah. there's such a weird like you know is she trying to sabotage me or am i really sounding good you know <laughs> there's just it's a weird thing to be like pitted against your friends like that and yeah. but i mean i learned so so much from the show i mean from hair and makeup to wardrobe to branding to interviewing and um the vocal warm-ups they teach you i still use it to this day That's cool. um yeah it's i could write a book on just all the things i learned from the behind the scenes stuff. That's so cool. I I didn't actually, I never actually realized that, that they taught you all the, the media stuff and all that, all that, you know, wardrobe and whatever. I, I never actually realized that. I thought that um, you just kind of. Yeah. Give them. I mean, in, like those, those people that haven't been, you know, in their own band or like actually doing yeah. the thing before, like, you know, they could be coming in, trying to wear Crocs on stage, which I probably would. But you know, they've the wardrobe people have to give you a little glow up. Yeah. They have to build you a, a nice little story, get some tears going from the audience, you know, it's a whole a whole thing. And That's um, awesome. seeing all that behind the scenes and how all of that works was just so fascinating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is it is it like a little bit of a um is it kinda is like do you got kinda get a taste of what life could be like? You know, like one day or, or however you look at it, like, like you're, you're, you know, you, you have all these, they're, they're giving you clothes, right? Like, you know, you're, you're kind of, be, you're 
being treated like a celebrity for lack of a better term because they want that's how they yeah. want you know push the product out right they want they want it to look good and they want it to look professional obviously um but it, does it feel is it kind of like one of those things like wow pinch me like what am i doing because like you're, yeah you have all these I, things coming at you yeah and the days are like they're like sometimes like 13 to 16 hour days yeah and i feel like it was a really good learning experience of like which half of the group is going to be like, yeah, I've seen it and now I really want it. And the other half is like, dang, like when's lunch? Like I want to watch Netflix, you know? Um, but I totally loved it. Just getting to see, you know, like you wake up early and you have press and radio and then you yeah. go and hop in the makeup chair and then you're doing hair and then you go to your wardrobe fitting and then, oh, there's another little PR thing you got to do there. And then you go into a green screen thing where you do the. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's so cool. Like you feel like an NFL star or something. It's, That's awesome. Yeah. So, so for, for, uh, and I, I don't know, I don't know why this is sticking in my head when we're talking about this, but, but wardrobe, right? Like, so, so I, I don't know why when I watch these shows, like I, obviously there, everything's generic. Like there's, there's no branding on it. Right. Obviously. Um, so, so for you, for, so for me as like a guy who wears jeans, t-shirts, hats, and like, doesn't get much crazier than that. Like I wear sneakers and, and I wear boots and, you know, it does, doesn't get much, much more wild than that. But is, do they like give you options? Like, do you, do you say like, oh, I like this. I like that. Like, I like these jackets. I like these shirts. I like, you know, does, is that what they do? Or do you just like so, have like a select? I haven't thought about this in forever. Um, So you have to send in like your your style board or vision board or whatever of like okay. these are the styles I like so you could send in a bunch of t-shirt and jeans and a hat and whatever cool. <laughs> maybe a jacket but nothing crazy <laughs> not, nothing then, crazy a, a black leather jacket keep it simple there. well they might do so they're like okay we're gonna take your style and elevate it so I was a lot of crop tops and skirts and so they're like well let's do a leather skirt and uh -huh. not cotton shirt from walmart we're gonna elevate it because sequins or feathers you know um which actually my blind audition shirt was five dollars from forever 21 and you i never knew yeah some of the rounds if you come in with good enough stuff they'll let you wear some of your own clothes but most yeah. of the time they're like mm, that's from like <laughs> fabric <laughs> do they let you keep any of it yes some of oh, it okay so i got to keep my um uh, what did I keep? My, all my stuff is right here. Um, I got the the bodysuit when I sang My Church, and then um, the top from Parachute, my live round, Great and song. then the like 40 pound beaded um, <laughs> dress that I wore for the battle rounds. <laughs> but my roommate on The Voice, Stephanie Rice, her sister still has most of those clothes because they were too heavy for me to fly back with and it's been some years now and i still keep forgetting to ask him to send them to me hey they're just, just in case you ever go there and, and you need some clothes they're there yep, <laughs> they if i ever go back to california yeah that's right they might be uh, a little bit uh a little bit too eccentric for a day-to-day -day stuff but they're there you never yeah. know you never know at least they're wet pants. Yeah, right. Why not? Why not? I love it. Um, so, so your experience as 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 a contestant, just kind of getting to sing sing these songs, right? Do you do you believe when you left? Do you do you think you went back and approached music in a totally different way at the end of the Voice than prior to going to the Voice? 
Totally. Um, I was all over the place, I think, before. And I, you know, like even with one of one of the many voice auditions that I did, I'd come in and they're like, what kind of an artist are you? And I'm like, I'm country pop rock with an edge of like metal and polka. And they're like, we don't know what in the F you're saying. (laughs) So, you know, I started to learn before this, um, like, not pigeonhole yourself, but you do have to brand yourself. Like mm-hmm. people have to know what they're getting when they hear your name or see your face or yeah. hear your voice. And when I got onto the voice, that's when they like helped mold me into like, here's what we're, we're putting you in this little basket of like, I think they called me the like country princess or something, there you go. Um, which I'll take. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it definitely helped me like brand myself of, you know, this is the kind of music that I should be writing moving forward to stay kind of in this branded area. Um, and, and even with like, I'll still like do like a Lizzo cover here and there yeah. at my shows, but you know, we'll, we'll country fry it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there you go. Give it a little <laughs> twang. Give it a little yeah. twang. I like it. So do you think that, that um, just, uh, you know, as an artist and, and writing songs and playing songs yourself, right? Uh, I think about this a lot because uh, for me, you know, I love country music and I love rock music and um, I get a lot of joy from both of those genres. And they, and they, I always say like, you know, some of my, some, some of the times where I feel the happiest is when I'm just like kind of by myself listening to, to albums that I love. Um, songs that I love and that just kind of give me that joy um, but I think about people who play music and I say and I say like like you play country music right but there's obviously a lot of other influence there not just country music um, but it's always kind of cool to see like what else everybody has although I'm trying to figure out a way to word this I, I, I'm now losing my train of thought but but um are you listening like is there is there a majority of something else that you're listening to other than like you know that that punk pop kind of stuff or that rock music or that country music is there is there something that you're into really right now that's really influencing your writing that may not be part of those two genres if not then that's okay i'm just curious yeah i am listening i'm always listening to way too much taylor swift i'm so obsessed with stuff um (laughs) and Tyler Childers is another obsession I've been having lately. Nice. I don't know Uh, if I would have guessed that. That's awesome. I stumbled upon his music. He was one of those people that, like, I feel so embarrassed that I'm like, I just now got into him. Like, I feel like people would throw things at me if I said that. (laughs) I feel so late to the game. But now I'm like, "Ah, I can't get enough of his stuff. Um, Billie Eilish. um, I mean, I listen to everything, though. I'm still listening to, like, my old high school mixtapes with Dashboard Confessional and My Chemical Romance and Census Fail oh, and, my you know, romance. yeah, all that stuff. I love it. I, uh, I, I think about it and, and, um, and, and it's funny cause like, uh, you know, like you, you mentioned like Tyler Childers and, and guys like that. And like, and I always put like Sturgill or Sturgill Simpson or like, like Zach Bryan into those categories. And, and I love that type of music, but if you, if you, you know, would have looked at me five years ago and said like, Hey, are you listening to this? I would have been like, no, not quite. Cause yeah, like, it's definitely. just not, I just wasn't there yet. You know what I mean? You know, as a, as a, as a listener, I wasn't there yet, but that being said, so Billie Eilish, I, I just wanted to bring this up. I think Billie Eilish is so cool. Like I, I think that, that what she's doing is just so awesome in, in so many ways, but like, I don't know if I would ever just be like, Hey, I want to listen to Billie Eilish. But when I do, I'm always just like, man, she's pushing so many boundaries like who have you heard that sounds like Billie Eilish 
Right. And she's right? just got such a, I mean, speaking of brands again, like yeah. she is a brand. Um, I mean, you could do a silhouette and like, know that's her, like with her outfits that she wears. Um, she's just, I think she's done everything so perfectly oh God, from yeah. the beginning. And yeah, it, I love it, Billy. She's incredible. She's like, she's actually incredible. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, 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 every time I listen to her, I'm just like, wow, this is like, because I listen to, I listen to rock music. And I listen to country music and that's what I grew Like, that's kind of the stuff I grew up on. And I think about it and I'm like, man, I just love like, like real instruments and, you know, people playing in a band and like playing together. I just love that stuff. And then you listen to Billie Eilish, who's like totally on the different spectrum. And you're just like, yeah, but this is so cool. Like the, the thought process that goes into this is just nuts. And, and you have, you have to have a certain type of ear for it. Cause there's just no way you can listen to stuff like that and not have that ear. Um, and to be able to make that product is so awesome. That's why music is great. Cause it's just so universal per, per each person. Um, and that's why I love it. But um, that was yeah. my little Billy Eilish sidetrack there. Um, you know what? You want to know what's funny? You're mentioning Taylor Swift and uh, I'm sure you've listened to her to that, to the, I don't remember what they're calling it, but you know, like the, the all too well record, like the, the revival record or whatever she, you know, re put out. Yes. I, I, I forget what they're calling it, but <laughs> sue me, but um, you know how she's got better man on there. The cover of uh, the, the, that cover of better man. Right. Um, so I recently, I'm going to, my sister is not going to listen today. So I'm going to call her out. Cause, cause why well, listen to her brother talk longer than he has, but uh, mm-hmm. we were at a Miranda Lambert concert this past week. And um, it was the last show on the tour and little big town was one of the openers and they were singing better man. And my sister started singing. Cause she's a, she's a pretty big Taylor Swift fan. She always has been. Um, she's, she's a lot younger than I am, but she's always been a pretty big Taylor Swift fan. And she, wasn't like super she's not like the biggest Miranda fan or the biggest little she just kind of went because I asked her to go with me mm-hmm. and we're there and she looks at me she goes it's a Taylor song and I'm like Taylor did write it right yeah okay that's what I thought that's what I thought and I was thinking about it and I was like yeah it is a Taylor song and then I was like wait did she did she write it because I, I thought that she did and thanks for calling me out because I wouldn't have called myself out but um no no, no she, 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 so yeah you're right and I think that it's great but, but the reason why I like Cause I listen to both versions and I think they're totally different versions. And that's why I like it so much. Yeah. That's why music is so cool and scary. Like even when I go into the studio, I'm like, you know, you can hear. So with better man, there's two totally different production styles of a way that so a song go. And even some of the demos that I have of like, I'll create my own demo first of a yeah. song. And then, and like do like all my fake drums and keyboards and stuff and bring it into you know to the my producer and it ends up being totally different yeah and it's always so scary sometimes going into the studio and you're like are we doing the right path because there's like 10 different ways this could go and getting ready to go into the studio next week and kind of having one of those freak out moments of you know is the yeah. song gonna be big is it gonna be small is it gonna be raw or you know yeah bumping it's you know it's but a that's little scary right about music it can go so many different ways and you just kind of have to trust the musical gods but i always thought until i got into songwriting i never realized like i never realized how much a song could change because they like there are original versions of songs that i've listened original that's not the right word to use but there are um originally written versions of songs let's we'll use that that then you listen to someone who cut it and 
you know, maybe their sound is not what the original written version of the song is. Maybe they can't pull that off. So they, they kind of change it and make it their own. But that's what makes it so great, right? Because as a songwriter, you're like, hey, I wrote this song. But this artist said, this song's great. Um, but now but I want to make it my own. Yeah, yeah I want to make it me. And that's, that, that's kind of what you're saying too, right? It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're bringing it to your producer a certain way. And like, maybe he's like, or, or maybe he or she's like, hey, um, hey, like, I, I think that this is phenomenal, but I feel like you might sound like this might be more your speed if we change it this way. Right. And like, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's why it's, it's great to have like a second head or a second look uh, in, in the pop there. Um, I just think that's so cool. I understand why it would be nerve wracking for you, but I just think that that's so cool as, as a music fan to, to, to hear these different versions of these songs and, and how they get portrayed and, and played out. I, I just think it's yeah. awesome. Cause then you can, that's why I like covers. Right. And I know I'm rambling. I'm, I apologize, but for, for covers, I love covers because like, if you wanted to put, you, you have a whole record, a lot of them, there's a lot of covers on there, right? Like your cover of Jolene or something like that. Like you can, do this and you can change it up your way and make it your song well i mean not your song but make it yeah. your version of your song and you know someone might listen to that and say hey i really love cassie's version of this or that or the other thing right and i think that's awesome that's why we love music i that, i love covers for that reason yeah yeah i i do still love you know i grew up singing covers in the yeah. opry shows and then radio disney and then with the school of rock and then on broadway you know you yeah. you don't get paid to play your original music usually in downtown Nashville, unfortunately, which is fine. People want to hear wagon wheel and take their fireball shots. It's fine. <laughs> Just give me my 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's, you know, after so many times of playing wagon wheel now, like I play it very different from yeah. the way I used to play wagon wheel, which was different than the original cover of wagon wheel right <laughs> using the air the air quotes over the original so many yeah is this going to be a video because i'm doing a lot of air quotes <laughs> we're, we're going to have a little bit of a video if, if you hear us laughing it's probably because we air quoted something yeah. <laughs> um yeah no i i agree I, I i i don't know that's why i love it and i think that that you can have a totally revival of a song just based off of someone who decided they love the song and wanted to cover it like we've seen with wagon wheel right i mean or like tennessee whiskey that's a good yep, that's example awesome. too right like that that song got a whole other life to it um, yeah even like cover me up right um you know there's there's a ton of songs like that and i think that that's why it's um why it's so cool and why i love it and i i always say never shy away but that's just that's my personal opinion and i think that that's awesome um so you you have a new tune coming out uh as of recording if you're listening to this right now the song's out so so go listen to it um it's called uh, Everything's Fine, correct? And um, talk about it because I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I, I was like looking at the calendar. I was like, wait, because all these days jumble up together these days. You know, you know, we're all doing so many different things. You're like, what day is it? And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, it's the 16th and the song comes out tomorrow. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It does come. Yeah. So um, if you're listening now, it's out. Um, so I wrote this one with uh, Justin Klump and Lauren Tober and um it's kind of about just those, you know, since the pandemic, I feel like we've all just been still having like total dumpster fire days yeah. where like one thing after another keeps going wrong. Um, and I just have been hearing on the TV and radio and, and just in life of everyone's just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's dumpster fire, but it's fine. And I was like, I got to write a song about that. And I'd been singing this. It's 
fine, fine, everything's fine to my husband and forever. And I would just like, like, just do some and not know where I was really going. Yeah, that's kind of what I do and see if a word pops out. Then I start rhyming from there. But I ended up bringing this. I was so stuck on it. So I brought it to to my writer friends and we just started sharing like all these funny uh, air quote, it's fine moments, um, beginning with me trying out for American Idol years ago and getting told no and literally could not afford to get out of the parking garage. Wow. So I was trapped in the parking garage <laughs> after getting my dream crushed. And I had to call my mom uh, and have her like send me money to get out or something. It was like seven years ago. And so we were just talking about that story and just all these funny, like, it's fine, it's fine. And I, I live here in this parking lot now. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that is a, the first verse is a full on true story. <laughs> wow. I will. Well, now I'm going to pay very close attention and say, Hey, I, I remember when you said that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that's awesome. And what I like about that is that you're just being honest, right? Like you're just saying like life may kind of just be like a dumpster fire. Like you just said, yeah. right. But like, sometimes stays cool. we're here, right. Stuff. We live another yeah. day. Yeah. So. And sometimes you have to just be able to laugh through it and, and going back to the like self-deprecating, like, you know, yeah. make fun of the bad situation. You know, if you can laugh about it, you can, you can live and you can, yeah. you can get over it and move on and, and do it better next time. That's right. And see, there you go. We'll, we'll do it better next time. And even yep. if we, even if, it's, even if it's just a little bit better, at least you did a little bit better than you did time before. Right. Yep. I, um, no, that's awesome. That's so cool. And I'm very excited to hear it. And I'm, would you say that this is uh, cause you put out a few singles in um, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2021 uh, the money namaste and uh, census fail. Would you say that this is um We'll, we'll group these songs together. Let's say, would you say that these four songs are maybe the start of a, of a project or, or are they going to stay singles or, or maybe, maybe this new song is the start of something. It's going to jumpstart something. Is there, is there anything there that, that, that you have an idea for, or that you can tell us or enlighten us about? I will tell you that all of what you just said is up in the air all and right. uh, open for discussion right now. With <laughs> there you go. Um, I really, really, really want to get a big project out um, at the merch table. I've always got people asking, like, where can I get Census Fail or the money? And some people still don't really even know what streaming is and they want a CD. Yeah. And I'm grateful to still being able to, you know, sign physical copies of things and put that yeah. personal touch on merchandise. Um, but yeah, so I really want to get some of those songs on a CD and uh, lately I can't stop writing. So there you got go. new songs cooking and coming along. So we're going to have um, quite a decision to be made pretty soon on on some songs i feel like that's the hardest thing like if you like you just said you can't stop writing and then one day you're just gonna be, have to be like okay well i like these songs and i like these songs but i can only take seven of them let's use that number right like that's probably so hard it's like trying to pick your favorite kid it it's really like, how do you is pick? so yeah like which child am i gonna sacrifice you know <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that because you put so much like so much work and like and, and so much feeling and emotion and just, you know, brain power into these songs. And how are you just like, yeah, I'm just gonna have to save you for another day. Just like, right. you know, that's it. It's terrible. There's songs that you just get attached to because it's something your heart really needed to say. 
Yeah. But maybe the song isn't the vibe that's needed for like your next release. If you're coming off of a, a big, crazy, happy song and you want to bring it down and, you know, so that's always kind of hard because you do get so I mean, I get so attached to these songs like they are my children. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes if the team is like, eh, not that one, I'm like, oh, how could you? That's why why not one. this one? And, and it really might not have been the best one, but I'm so attached to the story or the, you know, the healing that it does for me to listen to that song, you know, or and just you know, sometimes I just want to put those songs out for that reason. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I'm very grateful for my team and my family and my close friends that are like, no, no, it's really not your best. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll be honest. They'll be honest. Cause you, cause, cause we'll, we'll think everything's good. Right. But, but at least, at least there's someone who, who will uh, be honest and be like, Hey, maybe the song is a little bit better and we should put this one out instead. No, that, that that's what family are for. But I, um, Listen, I'm I'm really excited to hear this new song and, and and everything you got coming up and and seeing what happens with these songs and and you know if and eventually maybe a project and, and things like that. So I'm just really excited to hear it all and and just kind of see you grow as an artist and and you know thrive. And I really appreciate you coming to hang out with me today. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This is of super course. fun. Of course, hey, I'm glad to hear it. I I try and have fun. That's why we're here. I try and have fun. That's that's my. Uh, my goal at the end of it. And uh, for those of you listening, if, uh, if you also had fun, I appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, everybody, this is another episode of the Memory Country Music Podcast. Cassie, why don't you shout out your, your socials, your Instagrams, where, where they can find you, where they can find all your stuff. Yeah, easiest place to start would be my website, CassieJoy.com, and there's all the social buttons at the top. Um, but I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, everywhere. All of that is at CassieJoyMusic. And all my music videos will be on my YouTube channel at CassieJoyMusic as well. You can find her everywhere across the board. That's what we like. We like that a lot. Everybody can go everywhere listen. Everywhere but every MySpace. There, oh. Everywhere but MySpace. Oh, dang it. Rip, rip. It is what it is. Everybody, everything's fine is out now. If you're listening, go go stream it, go share it, go share it with your friends, go share it with the random lady walking down the street, go share it with your grandma, go share it with everyone, your dog. I bet you they'll love it too. Uh, just go share and do all the great things. This is another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. If you love the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen, it's there. Uh, like I said, this is another episode of the RCM Podcast. I'm Kyle. That's Cassie. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.